Welcome back, everyone, to the second episode of the DJ and JD podcast. Um, I'm Jared. And I'm Dan. And Jared's motioning to me that it is my signal to get going. <laughs> anyway, well, we should we should say we're starting a new format here this week. Um, before I had, we had both been sitting at desks, looking at computer screens. This time, though, um, I am down on the couch and Dan's at the computer. So Dan's gonna kind of tell me what's up, and I'm gonna respond. <laughs> Yes, sir. So, uh, first off, let's get it started on the sports side of things. Yeah. So, as most of you guys know, first week of college football was this past weekend. Super excited. All the games that I, well, all the teams that I wanted to win won. I don't think that was the same for you, Dan. But then again, you're not not a super huge college football guy. I'm a bit bigger of a college football fan. Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, so my home team from Pennsylvania is obviously Penn State, and we had a great win over Wisconsin. Dan was like, "You were what? You were half watching it. You were kind of watching it." Yeah. Um. But yeah, that that was a great game. That was that was the first game I watched. Um, excellent game, and it got me super excited. Um. Then later that day, we had our own Liberty Flames game that we were at um first game of the season pretty packed wouldn't you say yeah um not bad the students definitely did their job in um coming out and supporting a little bit uh lackluster with the community involvement uh, yeah the, the the cheers were not great i i think it's hard i i forget that a lot of the uh kids haven't um been to a football game before that's full capacity like that we were the last class, and we're juniors to have that. So the obviously the freshmen and the sophomores both had not been to a football game like that. So I guess we can't blame them, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't think that was bad, but obviously some big wins over the weekend was Ohio State over Minnesota, Coastal won. Big wins? Of course Ohio State was going to win that game. Well, yeah. Minnesota used to be good. Minnesota put up a fight, thirty-one really? to forty-five. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, Virginia Tech. You don't have to list out the games. I'm not listing them all out. I'm I'm giving you the big ones. <laughs> Virginia Tech over North Carolina. That was an upset. Oh, we watched that game too. That we was watched that game. one. That was good. Um, not big Virginia Virginia Tech guys. Uh, no. Since we go to Liberty, you know Liberty. We want Liberty to be the best team in Virginia, but... Well, they are the best team. They are, but when Virginia Tech gets big wins like that, people tend to forget that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Alabama versus Miami. Alabama crushed Miami, even though Miami was ranked 14. Uh, Georgia and Clemson. That was a close game all the way down to the wire. We watched that one when we got back from the Liberty game. Georgia pulls out a close one, 10-3. to yeah, I think an interesting trend is going on this year. Um, I felt like in years past, college football especially was kind of the uh, offensive powerhouses going at it. You know, you got Clemson, you had Trevor Lawrence, you had these these really big LSU, um, these really big 
offensive powerhouse is going, but I, I'm starting to see a little bit of a different trend this year. I feel like we're really getting some more defensive playing, you know, just from the Penn State-Wisconsin game was what, like 16-10. That Clemson game was Clemson only put up 10-3. three points, and Georgia only put up 10. Um, I Really, the only team that – the only game that was super high scoring, even the Virginia Tech game was only 17. What was it, 17-10? Yeah. Um, so, really, the only high scoring game was Alabama – and that's really not a surprise. I mean, Alabama's obviously going to have the best offense, but um, I'm excited. I'm, I think we're seeing a little bit of a trend shift there to some more defensive play. You agree, Dan? Um, somewhat. I also saw. Can't remember who was saying this, but um, someone was making the argument that the transfer rule is kind of balancing teams out now that um, it's a lot easier, making it a lot easier for athletes to transfer. Um, not necessarily. Can you can needing. you refresh the audience on what the new transfer rule is? Yeah, sure, Jared. Let me uh, pull that up here real quick. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you're using uh, <laughs> talking about the transfer rule? Don't you know what it is, huh, dude? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> okay. I said as someone, I it's from an article that I read. Uh, I'm not I'm not really up on that, so I'm curious to be to uh, see. Is it? that they are eligible sooner because there, yeah. there's been a rule right well that it used to be meet. that you needed to wait like always wait one year now um at the ncaa okay they now have a one-time transfer rule um that starts with the 2021 2022 academic year so that's this year um and so they can notify athletes can notify their current schools that they intend to transfer by July 1st and um they can transfer and play the same year so like if someone played for a school last year and then they decided to transfer by July 1st then they'd be able to play again this year without having to sit out a year mm. um but they can they can only do that once um so if they wanted to transfer twice then they would have to sit out a year um, and so that just like, for example, when Malik Willis transferred from Auburn to Liberty, he had to sit out a year and Buckshot Calvert got to start his senior year, even though if Malik was eligible, he probably would have started over Buckshot if I had mm. to guess. Gotcha. Um, but this year we have a transfer from Tennessee playing quarterback, um, Caden Slater. Sorry, he's like second or third string. Malik he's is second still or, the quarterback. Yes, he's second or third string now. Um, he's a freshman, but he kind of got kicked off the Tennessee team for some violations and stuff, and so he transferred <laughs> to Liberty, and he is eligible to play this year, you know, if uh, we wanted him to. Um, obviously, we have Malik Willis and Jonathan Bennett, um, and so I don't think he'll really play much he'll probably still redshirt but that's you know obviously because of that rule now he could play this year if we needed him to yeah um whereas malik just a couple years ago had to sit out a year and so it and that's kind of why the uh argument was that like one it doesn't make athletes feel like they have to stay at their school because they're like you know they're gonna have to wait a year if they transfer well now they don't have to worry about that and mm. um obviously you know you have a lot more talent going to different schools where 
you know, maybe an athlete goes to a smaller school because they're guaranteed playing time there. They're guaranteed starter if they go there. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, I guess if you start out at Alabama and then you quickly realize that you're never going to touch the field at Alabama, you're probably still a really good player because you got recruited by Alabama. Um, so I guess it's now opening the door and make it really easy for those people to transfer to uh, some smaller schools. That's interesting. Yeah, exactly. So, that, I mean, that's uh, what the article that I read was talking about. I cannot seem to find it right now. But, hey, that's okay. Um, yeah, so that they're arguing that that's what's kind of being a factor in these closer games. And obviously, as the years go go on in the next, you know, two or three years, uh, you know, maybe you'll see a lot of, a lot more schools being a lot more competitive than just, you know, mm. the same four to six teams that are seemingly always in the championship <laughs> every year. Well, you know, I don't know, Dan. I mean, we say that. I mean, other than Clemson, Alabama, though, it seems to kind of – because we got Georgia up here, but Georgia hadn't been good there for a couple years, and LSU had been real good. I don't think LSU's even in the top 25, are they? LSU is 16, but they lost to UCLA, which is unranked. So I think LSU probably fell yeah, they're, out they're of probably the top gonna, 25. Probably gonna fall we're, back. We're maybe the yeah. worst sports reporters ever. <laughs> well, I'll be honest. Even though I do love watching college football, I think I know a little bit more about the NFL. And Dan, you definitely know more about the NFL. Yeah. So let's move on to that because tomorrow night is the first. NFL game of the year. Okay, for uh, I can confirm LSU has fallen out of the top twenty-five. Okay, LSU. Okay, it's yep. good to know. But uh, back to uh, NFL. So we got the uh, Cowboys and the Bucks first game tomorrow night. We're super excited. It's also an awesome first week because we got the Bills Steelers game on Sunday. Let's go. Our for our favorite teams. For those of you who don't know, I'm from Buffalo. Jared's from. You gonna say it right? Lancaster. There you go. Lancaster, <laughs> Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, which isn't really super close to Pittsburgh, but that's no. Jared's favorite team. So that'll be um, a fun one to start the season off. Yeah, we are really excited. We're throwing a little uh, football party here at the uh, here at the apartment. Invite some people. Um, watch the Steelers rip apart that Bills team. Okay. Yeah. So that'll be interesting, but I'm I'm really excited though for this for this year. I, it's an interesting uh, opener though. Uh, Cowboys Bucks. What do you think about that? Cowboys and Bucks. I mean, it's at it's, it's America's at favorite Tampa. team, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, it's in Tampa. Um, by the time you guys are listening to this, you already know the result of it. Um, but I'm gonna take. I guess if we're doing a prediction, I'll oh, yeah, say we should, yeah, we should do a prediction. Here. Bucks twenty four, Cowboys twenty one. Ooh, you really think the Cowboys are going to hold with them, dude? Dak Prescott last year before he, you know, I guess is uh, completely Elliot, destroyed his Elliot's ankle. Back? I mean, yeah, is he gone? <laughs> no, Zeke Zeke is there. Okay. Um, true. My prediction, dude. I, I, I really like your optimism there for the Cowboys. I don't know why I like that. I, I guess I, I don't like the Cowboys, but I don't like the Bucks. So I think I'm going I uh would rather the Cowboys win. Don't think that's gonna happen though. Um I'm thinking Bucks take this thing. I'm thinking uh Ooh, let's go uh twenty eight seventeen Bucks. Dang. Alright, okay. Yeah. I mean You hate to see it. I but. <laughs> you know, I used to hate the Cowboys, but 
Dak Prescott has gotten me so many points in fantasy throughout the years. Like, I, you just can't hate him. I mean, except for last year when yeah, he got injured, the- that that sucked. But I mean, yeah. I, I mean, the Cowboys have been Dak. so garbage that they're really hard to hate on because they just they're not good. So. Yeah, they used to be a lot easier to dislike, and now now yeah. they're kind of okay. And I really don't like the Bucks just because I don't really like Tom Brady because he just terrorized the Bills for pretty much my entire life. Yep. Till last season. Yep. So, um, yeah, I mean, we got a lot of good NFL games. Uh, you know, after the Bills-Steelers at 1 o'clock, we'll probably switch over to Dolphins at Patriots at 425. Maybe the yeah, Green Bay game. That. Or Be maybe the Browns and Chiefs Tua game. Does. There's yeah. a lot of people, a lot, a lot of Tua haters out there, but Yo. I think he's a good player. Oh so. my, don't even start. Dude, Tua sucks. He is complete garbage. You know, Dan, that, that is just... Literally, the amount of left-handed quarterbacks who have ever had success in the league is slim to none. It's literally like Steve Young, and I think that's it. <laughs> you know, I, I I like that you're bringing up some statistics there. I think you're dead wrong, though. I Tua... Had a good year last year. First, first <laughs> no. year. He's on the freaking Miami Dolphins, all right? Like, this guy has oh not got a great team no, around him. I, I think he's going to I think he's gonna put up a show. No, okay. Personally. The only reason that the Dolphins are even anywhere, like, not complete garbage is because of their defense and Brian Flores as their head coach. But, I mean, Tua's just garbage. He's really going to prove me right this season. I can't wait for it because everyone's <laughs> saying, oh, Dolphins are going to be so good this year. Blah, 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 blah. You know, same thing with the Patriots, okay? They have a rookie QB. Tua has, I think, less than 10 starts in the NFL. Um, it's just not going to happen. I mean, the, the Bills are going to win the AFC East, and I, – a lot of people agree with that, but I've been lately. I've been seeing a lot of stuff that's saying the Dolphins or the Patriots might overtake the Bills, and it's it's not going to happen. Well, after that Week One loss to the Steelers, it could be a, a slippery slope there for the Bills. So I feel for you. Okay, well, I'll be excited to talk to you next week about the result oh, of yeah, the that'll be that'll be a good one. Bills Steelers well, well, game. What are what are our predictions there? Obviously, you're going to take the Bills. I'm taking the Steelers. What do we think? Close game. One of one of the other teams gonna pull away. What are we thinking? Thirty four, twenty four Bills. Ooh, putting up thirty four against number one defense in the league. I think not. I'm going. Uh, I'm gonna go twenty one seventeen Steelers. That's what we're going. All right, one second. What what you looking up there on the uh, the old keys? I'm trying to remember what we scored, like what the score was last year. It was 26-15 in December of last year was. Yeah, we had, we had a quarterback with a broken arm, so. I don't yeah. care. I think uh, you guys. Don't matter. Don't that matter. Was also the, we uh, want the smoke. Well, that was also the week after. I mean, that was right in the midst of our uh, collapse, so. Yes, you guys were okay. So to refresh everyone, I believe you guys were ten and zero or eleven and zero. We were okay. They were eleven and zero, and they lost the week before they played the Bills to the Washington Football Team, which I was actually really upset about because I wanted them to be twelve and zero so that they could lose to the Bills, and the Bills would be like, "Yeah, the team that beat the 
the undefeated Steelers. But <laughs> um, obviously they lost the week before, and then they lost to the Bills. And then – what did you guys – did you guys do anything? After? You guys lost again, didn't you? Yeah, I think we only ended up winning one more game, if I remember right, uh, against the Bengals. Yeah, I'm trying to um, – Then we lost that ridiculous game in the uh, – in the playoffs to the Browns, um, that was that was self-inflicted loss. But yeah, you guys ended up going twelve and four on the season. Still a solid season. Good old Mike T. Yeah, no, that's not Coach bad at T. All. Yeah, I mean they Always they ended up, up with numbers. the third the third seed um, in the playoffs, and you know it sucks to lose to a division rival like that in the playoffs. Uh, well, I'll be honest, round. I knew that game wasn't going well from that very first snap. I, I don't know if you remember, but the first snap was a uh, one way over the top of uh, Mr. Roethlisberger, and you know Mr. Roethlisberger's a pretty big guy, but I, that thing was like a good five foot above his head. I I don't know what the center was uh, was thinking, but yeah, he's I mean, no longer with us, so we won't have to worry about that this year. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, I mean Sunday, I'm really excited. I I can't wait. I mean we got obviously a lot of football coming up. You know, like we just said, Thursday night. You know. Cowboys at Bucks, and then you know Saturday, pretty much all day of uh, college football, and then oh, Sunday, yeah. all day NFL football. First week, let's go. So that was that was a good little segment, I think, Jared. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to cut it there. We could talk about sports all day. Yeah, I yeah. I wanted to talk about golf, FedEx Cup playoffs that Dan evidently didn't give a crap about. Uh, I thought it was super okay. exciting. I don't uh, sorry John I, I can't Rahm sit down almost and took watch. A, almost took off can't lay at the end there. Um but we'll 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 cover that some other we'll probably won't cover it. But we'll talk about golf another time. Um but let, let's see what kind of articles you got for us. All right, let's start off with uh hmm, what do we want to start off with? Tech. Uh, let's go. All right. Uh you know what the uh biggest tech show in the world is jared do you happen to the know the biggest what that tech is? show yeah. like Reve- you talking podcast reveal. or reveal you event event that's the biggest that's te- event event well i do have to say it'd probably be our uh, friends over at the uh at the fruit company no i'm talking about tech not yeah, groceries the fruit company the apple apple the yeah company. okay you know they make fruits right yeah all yeah. right just checking well this one in particular is looking tasty so that was probably the worst transition you've probably ever heard but um yeah so <laughs> apple <laughs> apple is uh announced their new event um which is n- thursday it's next tuesday next tuesday you're wrong oh gosh next tuesday and um they are confirmed to be announcing the new iphone the iphone 13 14 13 is it the 13 yes that I one have. says 14 on your screen yes there. this is this is the leak for next year's phone which is what i was going to talk uh, about whoa, after we we're talking about, about the next next year's phone yes well let's let's real quickly we're not we'll probably unpack well, the event yes after the event happens but uh-huh. real quick just give me a couple things that you would want to see in this year's iPhone. Probably, like, this is like a wish list. Like, probably not going to happen. Every year, 
we always watch these events. You know, Apple's going to release the new iPhone. They're going to release a new Apple Watch. Who knows what else they're going to release. Every year we get disappointed because we think they're going to release something super cool. They usually don't. It's pretty just incremental updates to the iPhone. But let, I want to hear, Dan, do you have anything that you would really, uh, would really like something that would make you potentially consider buying an iPhone uh, 13, trading in your 12? I mean, it would have to be really good to trade in my 12 because I literally just got it like two weeks ago. Yeah, that's fair. But, um, uh, you know, I, I don't, it depends. I mean, if they want to go fully wireless charging, it's got to be at least as good as it is with Lightning right now. Yeah, so for people who don't know, there's been a lot of rumors coming out that Apple is going to remove all ports, so you can't plug your phone in anymore. Which is nice because it will be more water resistant maybe even waterproof it's pretty close to, to waterproof that. already yeah but i'm saying more more we need more <laughs> oh yeah i know dan's uh dan's wanting to get into that uh underwater photography with his iphone so he's he's super excited about that i'm sure <laughs> well I don't know. Maybe with this uh, new iPhone, maybe I won't want to take pictures underwater. Maybe I'll want to take pictures of something else. Okay. Well, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I think that would be the biggest annoyance ever, not being able to plug it in. You'd get slower charging. I mean, I, I plug in my phone for music in my car because I get a little better sound quality off the cable than off of Bluetooth. And so I would be uh, pretty disappointed if they removed that port. Not that I'm going to be buying the phone because I... I have the same phone as Dan. I also have the 12, so I'm not going to be upgrading. But um, Speaking of that, um, I want to see wireless lossless audio to the AirPods Max. That's what I want to see. I know it's probably impossible, and it's definitely <laughs> not coming. But you know what? Apple should be able to figure it out, okay? And if it's not coming this year, it better come maybe next year. Or the year after that. But sometime in the future, it better come because I'm not listening to wired headphones and I'm not listening to like a third of the potential quality that I could be listening to my music to, especially when Kanye drops a new album. That is unacceptable. So, yeah, well, just just to give people the uh, the nerdy side of this. Um, so your Bluetooth to regular AirPods um, from, you know, Spotify streams at about uh 320 that's the max that's top end 320 kilobits per second um that's essentially just how uh, how high quality the music is um for it to be lossless audio it's got a stream at about 1400 kilobits per second so there is definitely a long way to go um before and just to clarify right now bluetooth as a technology can't handle um that high of sound quality um, streaming out to your to your uh, audio device so Dan I'm sorry I think your uh, your wish there is is not going to come to fruition it's not really possible I'm but. saying you know the Apple chips that they put in these things they should be able to do it maybe not Bluetooth but the chips. yeah Apple would have to come up with a different different kind of signal yeah sending. I don't I don't know exactly how that how it would work but I mean Apple has the best team of engineers in the world it's true. That's why they're Apple. So, I mean, figure it out. Come on. It's not that hard. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Get it together. We'll see. I mean, it, 
just letting you know, if, if they do have that in the new iPhone, Dan may be buying the new iPhone. Yeah, I will literally throw this thing out the window. Just kidding. I will trade it in just how it is right now, and I will pay the upgrade fee. I will also go and buy a new pair of uh, AirPods Max. Maybe wow. maybe a slightly used pair. Save some money. I don't know. Well, there goes a grand more. Yeah. Um. All right. So uh, every year when Apple sends out their invite to the new um, event, uh, which is essentially a premiere of their new product. This one happens to be the iPhone. Um, they tend to give out a... Uh, tend. They always do. Yeah, they tend to. <laughs> We're getting caught up on some grammar here. <laughs> tend to means they uh, they do it most of the time, but not all the time. Yeah. Maybe one time they forgot. They Maybe well, one time they, they will They can't have forget. an event without an invitation, Dan. That's like throwing a party and not inviting anyone. It's not a party if you don't invite anyone because no one's going to show up. It's an excellent point. <laughs> um, back to my thanks for ruining my uh, amazing yeah sorry I kind of got you out of the flow there but I thought thought that had to be cleared up yeah okay well anyway so um, this one Jared made a point that he thinks maybe they will release the new um, like refresh the MacBooks because the picture that they put with the 914 date looks like a typical um macbook wallpaper yeah um which i can definitely see why he would think that and maybe they will but um just just thing, to say nor normally apple wouldn't release laptops at this event they normally hold another event closer towards christmas where they would release their laptops so it's not looking super super great for that theory but sorry dan continue yes he but it, it, it you know he made a good point about the typical um wallpaper looking type thing with the land typically the iphones have some kind of cartoony graphic ish type of vibe that you've all seen before um, but anyways, in particular, there was a unconfirmed report that Apple will add an astrophotography mode to the iPhone 13. And well, there is already an astrophotography mode, I believe. I could be wrong on that, but I think on the Pro models there already is one, correct? I am not sure. This article does not mention that. Okay. Could be wrong. Um, but potentially and now the 13s are getting you know even just the 13 like regular model is getting it i'm not sure um but yes that is the kind of idea that is going around online and that they are also hinting at being ready to unveil its virtual reality headset mm which is allegedly prepping for release in 2022 at some point. Um, or perhaps it's hinting at an always-on screen feature, a major feature rumored in the iPhone 13. Hmm. Interesting. You got any... Uh, I know the, the event for last year kind of teased the colors of the iPhone. You got any uh, 
think there's any teasers on that for a new color potentially? Uh, I don't really know what color like they would add. Um, maybe like a dark magenta would be cool. Yeah. Well, I've heard rumors that potentially there might be a bronze color coming. Kind of like an orangish bronze. Meh. You know what would be really cool? Yeah. Like a wood color. That's what the case is for. <laughs> no, just like, it'd be like stained into the back of your glass. It'd look like really premium type of thing. Like maybe like a bamboo. Like I feel like Apple would do that. They're a very green company, you know. Like I feel like why why haven't they done that? I don't know. I think the wood would lose the uh, premium vibe that they're trying to give off. Really? I, I think know. so. I think they uh, like like I think a... it's fine for their customers like after they buy the phone to put slap a case on it. But I think when you're in an Apple store with a wood backed phone. I think it kind of ruins the uh, the whole aesthetic they're going for. I'm saying, like, it'd still have a glass back. Okay. But it would, you know, it'd be like, almost like a poly, like, it'd be glass, not polyester, but, you know, kind of like a guitar type of back. Like, if you a took laminate, a... laminate, you're saying. But... Yeah, I don't know. Hey, I mean, it'd be something to switch it up a little bit. <laughs> Usually they yeah. do pretty basic colors. The past few years they've kind of experimented with bright and poppy colors. Um, you know, they added the purple iPhone because that was Steve Jobs' favorite color. Hmm. Did not know that. Really? No. Hmm. Yeah, they added the purple iPhone because that was Steve Jobs' favorite color. Um, I believe that's why they also did it for the Mac as well. But... Uh, yeah, so they've been experimenting with some different colors ever since the iPhone 5C, correct? Well, I mean, if we're talking real long term, the, the colors from last year are actually a flashback to some of the 80s and 90s iMacs that they had that were plastic in those colors. So, Oh, yes. Wasn't that like the 40th anniversary of Apple? 2020? Uh, in 1980 so, maybe something. something like that but i know that they were kind of a flashback those colors um so i think apple apple had kind of gotten away from that though you're right i mean they had the 5c obviously that iphone the iphone 5c had some cool colors but they've stayed mostly uh space gray space gray has been the uh and the silver apple silver and space gray have been the colors for a long time yeah, so Apple, the story of Apple in Ireland began in 1980 with a single manufacturing facility, 60 employees. In Ireland? That's what it says. This is from the Apple website. Hmm. All right. Yeah, I don't. It's kind of confusing because. Yeah, they were, I thought they were formed out of a garage in California. This must be. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. We'll have to do some research. Yeah, on we'll, we'll come back to you next update week. Update that. But. All right, let's move on from the, uh, from the Apple talk. What else you got for us, Dan? Okay, let's see. Uh, let's talk about IKEA meets Tesla in these tech-enhanced feature designed to make your home a smarter one. 
So obviously you guys can't see this picture right now, but there is a bed. You can do a scoot to the side a little bit so I can check out what you're looking at there. Yeah, there is a uh, a bed recliner. Yeah, all right. That thing looks pretty fancy. It's Massage, a couch, bed, desk, speaker, multiple chairs, bookshelf. I'm just gonna go out here and say it right now. That thing's gotta be at least ten grand. Bench. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, Can you imagine moving that thing up some stairs? No, I, I mean it must come into a bazillion pieces, but that thing is just crazy. I would, it's huge. Yeah, I'd I'd be paying people to move that for me. I'm not doing that. I don't even know if you'll find somebody that'll take your money to move that. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. So. Why is this? Uh, what What does this have to do with Tesla? I'm a little confused. Well, it's just saying it's like so futuristic. See, I don't, I don't think that is a representative. I don't like that uh, that title of that because Teslas are super minimalistic. And that is the most about feature-packed, crazy thing I've ever seen. This, it looks minimalistic, though. Eh. Look at what. I'm going to disagree with you on it that. It just has a bunch of things jam-packed into like one piece of furniture. Exactly. And that's kind of uh, not the Tesla way. Whoa, Tesla does that. They bring a tablet in there. Yeah, that's about it. That's they all you got. They bring in the backup cameras. They give you all the goodies. <laughs> no, but they, they all they got is one The smart one lock features that makes the well, car they, yeah, start Yeah, that's true. Recording. They got features, but it's all in like one thing. It'd be like just a plain old couch. This is an all-in-one. Yeah, I just, I don't see it. It's not it's not minimalist like a Tesla. Maybe they're, maybe they're just talking about how it's like the future of lifestyle, living. Huh. Maybe, Maybe they're I, going with that. I don't know, but that uh, that, that thing's quite the uh, contraption. There, you have to. Uh, we'll drop the link down below. Yeah, we'll drop uh, the link in the bio so you guys can uh, make a judgment for yourself. But um, if you want one, it is called the Haryana, the Haryana Tech Smart Ultimate Bed. It was designed to have everything you will need to relax within your bed frame. It has an integrated reclining massage chair with a remote built-in Bluetooth speaker, a bookshelf, a reading lamp, an air cleaning system, an area to plug in and charge your devices, a footstool that opens up for extra storage, a pop-up desk for the ultimate work-from-home setup. Took me a while to figure out what WFH was. <laughs> <laughs> is that a new? Is that is that a new? Uh, Apparently, that's, that's, that's what the kids on. are saying these days. Jared. <laughs> Well, I don't think the kids are saying that because they ain't working. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, with school. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, Netflix marathon or cozy reading hours. The sound, yes, the sound system also features an SD card slot and auxiliary Whoa, an SD port. card slot. What even is that? And a USB port. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna well, SD that, card slot. For, All, All the young kids are gonna be uh, <laughs> taking their music up on the SD card and uh, sliding her in the old bed there. Oh yeah. It's going to be interesting. Another interesting detail about the Haryana bed is a password protect, protected safe box for you to store your most prestigious Yeah, see, this is what I'm talking about. It's not like a Tesla because it's, it's so many just crazy features. It's like a car. It's like a Mercedes Benz. Like you get in there and the whole thing is just buttons and crazy, okay, you know, boxes and fridges in the back seat and like all this Would you rather buy kind of this that it's just like an all-in-one, like it's just like you go to the store, you just... You just grab this, you're done. You're done shopping for your bedroom, bro. Or would you rather just 
have to go around with your. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, I don't like the title. That comparing it to a like Tesla. That. I, and then you spend the whole entire day looking for matching furniture and all. Blah, blah, blah. Dude, if you can just convince the wifey to just get this, then you barely have to get anything else. It's genius. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying I don't like how they compare it to the Tesla because the Tesla to me would be like a couch and it's just like a plain couch, but the couch has like heating like it like heats itself and it's like cooling and it massages you but it's just like a super minimalist plain couch like that to me would be like the tesla like this to me looks like i don't even know what it's like a the closest thing i can think about is like the a mercedes-benz or something that it's just got everything like you don't even know what half the stuff is it's just got all the features and like all kinds of stuff because the teslas really don't have all the uh, crazy doohickeys like the like the Mercedes-Benzes and stuff do. So I think they should have compared it to a Mercedes-Benz, not Tesla, if you ask me. But well, I what do he, I know? I mean, I don't think that the company itself necessarily... Uh... Yeah, I know. This is just the uh, the news site here or whatever whatever this is that yeah. uh, wrote the article. But I mean, th- this looks pretty dope. I mean, I would... I don't know. This is scary. I would never get out of bed. I hardly... I have a hard enough time getting out of bed as it is. This would just, I'd have to work from home if yeah. I had this. I mean, it, why would you ever leave? Yeah. The only thing it's missing is a foot massage. Well, you got but the you whole body massage. You could easily add one of those. Yeah. You could easily, oh man, don't even get me started. Put the shower head right above you on the bed. Too well. All right. I think we should move on to the next article. <laughs> <laughs> Getting All a little right. too far here. Okay. Um, I'm just I just want to say one last time though if you plan on buying that please have a very detailed plan on how you're gonna get that thing in the house because that thing is a monster yeah you might want to I really feel bad for whoever has to move that thing yeah if you're building a house you might want to put that in before you put up the walls yeah you might want to have them lift that in with the crane yeah before you close yeah that might be something that you might want to uh, think about yeah before you finish putting the walls up in your house just like oh by the way, guys, I've got this huge bed, you know, you mind uh, setting that one up real quick before you put up the walls? All right, moving on, um, we are going to talk about, oh no, where did it go? Oh no, we lost it. <laughs> Wait, what did we lose? I'm looking for your article. All it right. was on the other screen. Yeah, I know, but it left. I don't know where it went. It vanished into thin air. <laughs> Okay. All right. Moving back. on, we've got another article. Dan, what's the article? Um. All right. So China bans video games. The new rules and restrictions on playing for too long explained. Yeah. So this is this is quite the story here. Um, the CCP, Communist China. The wait, what is it? The Chinese Communist China Communist Party. Party. Chinese Communist. Chinese. There we go. No, the Communist. No. It's the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah, the CCP. We stand, we stand the CCP. Has uh, banned the online video games, which is pretty crazy. Um, so essentially during the week, um, there will be no online video games. And for, on the weekends, oh, for people under 18, sorry, yeah. kids under 18, there'll be no online video games. And on the weekends... There will only be one hour. Is that what what it is? One hour allowed? I believe. If you want to scroll through, I hope you, you can find it. Um, 
All right, the state-controlled publication of Xinhua has reported that video game companies can only provide service to minors on Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays, and public holidays between 8 p.m. and 9 p.m. Wow. Um, all online gaming must use a real name verification system for both citizens of China and visitors to the country. Now, talk about that for a potential privacy uh, threat, potentially. I mean, lots of gamers I know here in the U.S. hardly ever use their real names. They're always using code names, nicknames, stuff like that, because you don't know who you're playing with online. You want to give out, you know, as little amount of uh, data about you as possible in the event that someone that you're playing against is some crazy person who wants to come and track you down or something. So by China, I mean, maybe they're, maybe they just have to sign up with their uh, real name and then they can pick like a, a code name or a, a screen name um, that's different, but they, uh, I mean, that's a potential uh, security. Uh... <laughs> I don't think they're uh, thinking about that right now though, Dan. Well, of course they are because they're communist. They already block multiple sites like Google and Facebook and things. So yeah, this isn't that crazy. Um, you know but, what though? Besides this being like a communist, you know, thing of like controlling and dictating people's lives, I am all for this. Yeah. No. I, there are I agree. way too many video gamers out there today in our country, and it's just making people lazy. And everyone thinks that they can be a professional gamer. And sorry, you. You're just not good enough. I mean, you're always screaming because you just got shot and killed, and you're blaming your teammates because they didn't, you know, come in. What 360 no scope the guy? Like, why didn't you do that? You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a gamer, so I, I don't know. But yeah, uh, it, it is it is a problem today. Kids, um, just gaming all the time. Um, not not doing well at their schoolwork. I um, think I think the crazier kind of part is that the article mentions sixty two and a half percent of Chinese minors often play games online and thirteen point two percent of underage mobile game users play mobile games for more than two hours a day on weekdays. The country has also set up clinics which combine therapy and military drills for those with so called gaming disorders. Hmm. Very Amen. Interesting. Amen. <laughs> yeah, Dan, I don't know if I'd be one to talk pretty soon or next. They're going to come for your uh, social media there. Okay, don't touch that. <laughs> I'm over 18, baby. <laughs> I'm talking Mountain Dews, baby. <laughs> That's what we should talk about. Uh, All right. Um, but yeah, so that so it's, it's an interesting uh, development there in China. Um, I know. I don't know how they, like, expect to come out with things like the Wii, which is maybe the That's best That's not gaming. from China, Dan. That's from South Korea, or Japan, from Nintendo. Oh. They're from Japan. All right, never mind. Ignore that. <laughs> um, all right, two more stories. Uh, talk about solar or taxes. Well, the accountant in me wants to talk about taxes, but... All right, that's what we're talking about. All right, cool. So, um, the U.S.'s wealthiest 1% are failing to pay $160 billion in taxes, or new report fines from the U.S. Treasury. Um, Just give me a, uh, give me the highlights here. 
Yeah, so they so that 160 billion in unpaid taxes amount to 28% of the tax gap. So what what do they mean by unpaid taxes? Are they talking are these like write-offs that people are doing and then they're or what does it mean that they're not? I'm a little confused on what what does it mean they're not paying that. So the tax gap is the difference between taxes that are owed and the amount collected. So you're you're saying I believe that... it's talking about write-offs like we're giving the wealthiest people, you know, 160 billion in write-offs each year um which means that you know, we're still getting 600 billion dollars annually but we are approximately losing 7 trillion in lost tax revenue wait over the oh over the next decade is how much we're going to lose on the 7 trillion over the next decade yeah that's what the article says so yeah i, I this is a bunch of baloney I mean, it's equal to 3% of the GDP or all income taxes paid by the lowest earning 90% of taxpayers. Um, like, I, I just, I, in my knowledge of the tax code, I just don't see it. Like, once you make above a certain amount of money, you're really paying a lot of taxes. And I've seen studies that have come out, I think, that say, like, the top, I think, 10% of income earners make up forget what it is, like 70% of the revenue from taxes. And so I just, I, I don't I don't think this is, I think to me this sounds like a pretty uh, baloney article. But Well, maybe we'll have to uh, do a whole separate episode on just um, our ideas of taxes in general, in general because I'm a full advocate of using tax write-offs to your advantage and you know when you use a write-off that doesn't mean that you're not paying money it usually means that you're donating it somewhere else um, instead of to the government to help other people so I mean even common citizens get write-offs when they donate stuff to goodwill yeah I do I I agree with that but I do think um, it can be abused people are writing stuff off that is a little bit unethical in my opinion yeah, uh, people well, take it too far. Yeah, there there's loopholes, of course, but I mean, I'm just saying in general, I'm a fan of if you want to pay less taxes, donate more things, because your taxes are essentially going into a bunch of programs that are helping people with certain needs. Hopefully, depends on what kind of write-offs well, we're that, talking about. This is why we need a full episode about this because it's obviously <laughs> very complex. I'm talking in the most general of senses. Your tax dollars that you're giving to the government are helping to fund and run the government. And then on top of that run, welfare, health care, fix your um, roads, bridges, infrastructure, stuff like that. But if that was all privatized and you had people donating money and, you know, instead of you know, someone having to pay a million dollars in taxes to the government, and it's like, who knows exactly where that money's getting spent, how it's getting spent. If a millionaire wanted to pay, instead of paying that million dollars to the government, if they wanted to pay that million dollars to a private entity, 
instead for whatever um, that would help, you know, common society, then I would be in favor of that. But um, obviously, we there's yeah. a lot to uh, unpack there. So anyway, yeah, I mean, I don't know. They're trying to spin this U.S. wealthiest 1% are failing to pay taxes every year. I mean, they try to spin that in a weird way all the time to make people, like, common people feel like we're getting gypped. And, yes, there are loopholes and stuff like that, but, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I I mean, I, I think a lot of people um, think about the 1% as, like, the Jeff Bezos and Elon Musks, but they aren't even hardly the 1%. They're like the... The next level they're like the 0.01 yeah and and they you know in we see oh they don't pay any taxes for this year but there, there's a lot of reasons for that um a lot of times they're taking in their salary is in you know shares of the company um so they get a bunch of shares of the company and you know as any good finance person knows that's not an income in hard cash you know that that adds to your net worth so it's going to make them look richer in terms of net net worth, but they haven't actually received that money yet. And so they're not going to be taxed on that until they actually sell those shares of the company. Um, and also, you know, if you're, if your company loses money, um, you, you can write that off. And so, uh, you can write your income off with that. And so you're not paying any taxes. Um, if you're, I know that's how Elon Musk won one year didn't pay any taxes because his company lost money. And so people get kind of upset about that, but you know, it's just kind of the way, the way business works. Um, and I, yeah, I don't think people should waste their time on getting all, all worked up and concerned about people uh, at the higher end, not paying the taxes that they think they should. Cause I mean, let's be honest, most of the people, you know, I mean, if you're a, a school teacher or a plumber, I mean, you got no idea about the tax codes. You have no idea what they're doing. You're just reading articles on the internet and reading Facebook posts. So, you know, leave it to the professionals to uh, figure that out. Spoken like a true accountant. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I obviously, I agree with that. Um, yeah. The media likes to spin things around a lot, but there's a lot of reasons for the reasons things are done. And, you know, with my business degree, you know, with my knowledge of it, um, it all, like, yes, there's loopholes and yes, there's kinks and things that need to get worked out. But, um, overall it's, uh, works. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. <laughs> all right. Um, we have one more article here. Yes. Lastly, from, uh, pbs.org. Solar power could, solar could power forty percent of U.S. electricity by twenty thirty five. So as you guys already know, that's only fourteen years away. <laughs> twenty, no, only fourteen. Fourteen, yep. It is not twenty eleven. It is twenty twenty one. That's correct. Um, yeah. So solar energy has the potential to supply up to forty percent of the nation's electricity within fifteen years, a tenfold increase over current solar power output. Um, but it would require massive changes in U.S. policy and billions of dollars in federal investment to modernize the nation's 
electric grid. So this is kind of a silly article. It's saying could, and that's a huge could because it lists out a bunch of things that have to happen in order for this to happen. It's not super unrealistic. You have, you know, Joe Biden, who's a big proponent in green and sustainable energy. Um, in office right now, I could definitely see him signing off on a billions of dollars in federal investment for that. Yeah, I I mean I I guess you're right there, but it I mean forty percent it, it's at four percent right now. I believe, right? Or is that ten percent? Yeah. No, it's at four. Four percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so four percent to forty percent in. 15 years for yeah 15 years um that's that, that would be a, some leaps and bounds i i will say i i think that it will become um more and more utilized by people especially with the the uh, solar city uh the company from elon musk they're doing the um solar shingles so you don't have to put on these kind of unsightly solar panels top of your house you can have the uh, solar shingles i think that's a really good idea great way to get people to uh switch over but i mean you think about how many homes in the united states have solar panels i mean it's probably like less than one percent but yeah uh i mean one of the uh quotes biden was able to uh murmur out coherently (laughs) Uh, he said, we can't turn it back very much, but we can prevent it from getting worse. We don't have any more time. You're talking about climate change? Yes. Okay. Um, when he was touring a New Jersey neighborhood ravaged by severe flooding caused by Hurricane Ida. Um, but yeah, so the natural disaster has given Biden an op- opening to push Congress to approve his plan to spend one trillion dollars to fortify infrastructure nationwide including electrical grids water and sewer systems to better defend against extreme weather the legislation has cleared the senate and awaits a house vote so i mean yeah like i just said i don't think it'd be nuts for biden to give away billions of dollars towards electrical grids and stuff like that and here we find a few paragraphs down that he uh made a plan to spend a trillion dollars to do that so love that well, let's just add that on to the uh 20 yeah put that on the tab yeah <laughs> just throw it on there it's, it's okay you know, it, it is pretty incredible though at some point this is going to catch up to us as a country uh i don't know when that's going to be but it's going to cap- catch up to us at some point and that's not going to be a pretty day but oh well i guess we'll cross that bridge when we get there right <laughs> That's what everybody keeps saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, some eventually the bridge is going to be so flooded, the bridge will be useless, and we won't be able to cross it, so. Well. Cool. guess we'll have to move to Texas. Bummer. Maybe the government needs to listen to Dave Ramsey. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm just saying, if the government called into the Dave Ramsey show, I don't think we would hear a... Uh, I don't even know if Dave would what he would do. I mean, it would be the boat. The, Dave would literally have a stroke. He, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't actually want that to happen because Dave might not make it through that conversation with the U.S. government. The amount of debt they have racked up. I mean, I mean, you hear people calling in with you know six hundred thousand, eight hundred thousand dollars in debt. 
what are we i mean six point whatever whatever trillion it's more than that isn't it dave um yes uh how much debt are you in right we have 27 uh trillion dollars of debt and um we just we just need a lot of help but we're also wondering if it's a good idea to spend another trillion dollars uh in infrastructure and for our electrical grid so that we don't get hurricanes anymore and to protect the ozone yeah well i'm I'm gonna have to give you a strong no there uh i'm gonna cut you off how many trillions in debt did you say that you were in uh just only 27 ish yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, we, we. You. What are you thinking? He, and then he proceeded. This to pass kind out. of spending. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. It's a behavioral change. You need to change the behavior. This really doesn't seem like a money problem. It's not a money problem. It's a behavior problem. It's what Dave Ramsey would tell him. It is. That was a good role play there, Dan. Thank. Thank you. <laughs> I'm here all week. <laughs> all right well with that um i think we'll wrap it up any last comments jared uh not really just make sure you uh, sit your butt down on the couch this weekend watch the nfl that's facts um stay safe from all those uh that flooding and hurricanes get some solar panels for your for your house and uh maybe go pick up a uh new couch bed speaker desk Thing. Try not to go in debt for it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. We appreciate your uh, you coming out and uh, giving us a good good reviews. I don't know why I said that.